movies, TV, Blu-rays. If somehow you're consuming it on the screen with your eyes, then you'll hear it on Scene and Nerd. Here are the hosts of Scene and Nerd, Casey, Pete, and Matt, with a little help from Casey Franco. And third here too. Proudly brought to you by GWW Radio. Welcome to Scene and Nerd. Well, uh, we were off for a week. We had some some things going on, so we missed last week's crazy episodes of Arrow and Flash and Legends, but we're going to be talking about this week's, maybe talk a little bit about last week's just so we can kind of get everything and everyone caught up to speed, but uh, let's just jump into things here. I'm your host, Pacing Pete. Alongside is Mr. I'm Salzy. Hold on, I'm finishing this tweet. <laughs> Do I need to put that gift back up? No, 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 no. Please, continue your tweet. What's up, guys? And Miss Sarah Belmont. Hi. I'm still laughing at Matt's statement right before you started doing the opening. Like, he he was like, release the good. I I know, but just the way you said it. Shout out to any Adam Sandler fans that still exist out there. There's a few of them, I'm sure. Like me and like another guy from like New Jersey or something. <laughs> Some shout out to New Jersey. Shout, shout out to New Jersey, right? Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, so let's kick things off here. We're gonna get into some Legends of Tomorrow. So up to this point, you know, last week we had the epic battle where we saw. I, I thought it was cool seeing Adam like get giant on us that was pretty sweet to battle the big robot yeah i was waiting for that to happen yeah that was was very um pacific rimish (laughs) very big pacific rimish but that was cool but of course the whole thing was to get vandal savage at the height of his power which they did but um um you know now they have him but he's starting to get into everybody's heads you know and and let's talk a little bit about our favorite relationship on this show which i think I think we can put a nail in the coffin of, and that is Kendra and Ray. And really, it started with with uh, with Vandal getting into his head about how him and uh, Kendra like were a thing back in the day. But you know, then uh, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name? Hawkman. Hawkman. Hawkbro. What's his name? Carter. 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 Thank you. Carter. I wanted to say Connor, but I'm like, no, that's Connor Hawk. I'm totally thinking of something else. I totally think it was something else. But, um, uh, you know, it was Carter who broke them up, and, and he gets into Ray's head about it, because he knows they're together, and he knows his history. And Sarah, what did you think of, of how he used that against Ray to to really, like, you know, really get the wheels, or get the ball rolling as far as tearing the, the team apart? Finally, we all see and understand how much of a villain Ray Palmer is. <laughs> He's the true villain. He's the true villain of the show. I mean, he sympathizes with Vandal Savage, and he relates to him. At the end of the episode, he releases Vandal Savage. So, I mean, really, it's so Ray. That's so Ray. <laughs> so you, you Ray. Know, Everett just broke his, his headphones right now hearing you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so Everett. <laughs> um, Matt, what did you think of, uh, of of how Vandal used a lot of of their own like little weaknesses that they for caring for people against them. First of all, this is weird because we're in the same room <laughs> and you haven't like looked me in the eye with a question in so long. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while it's been since we've done this live. Um, <laughs> my first idea was like, okay, they caught they caught Savage. You know, he's in the holding cell. 
And I'm like, okay, who's the idiot who's going to let him out first? You know what I'm saying? Like, who's it going to be? Who are they going to throw under the bus? And I'm like, of course it's going to be Ray. <laughs> you know, I got to back up my, my bro, uh, Everett. Like, I'm, I was a big fan of Ray. But, man, they really pay him to be an idiot and, like, a big old tool. Like, and they try to save him where he's all like, you know, I, you know, I, I accept your destiny with, with uh, Khufu and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, man. You're the idiot that, like, let out Male Savage. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Which ultimately amounted to nothing. Yeah, it really did, because now they're they're uh, being captured by the Time Masters, who are in cahoots. In cahoots? I love WWE that word. reference for you. In cahoots. Um, with Vandal Savage, and now, you know, you had the the, ro- the uh, role reversal, I guess, with, mm-hmm. uh, with now Rip is, you know, I, they had that scene at the end of the Rip and Vandal where... You know, uh, Rip's being held hostage, and, and Vandal's on the other side. Um, Sarah, what did you think of how their backstory is coming a little bit more to uh, to light here? How the Time Masters are, you know, uh, or Rip. Rip? Like we're like you know we're we're oh, yeah. teased with with their relationship going back to the Egypt flashbacks. Yeah, and and now it seems like it's coming out more and more about their history. What what does he what does Vandal call Rip? Is it Gadriel or Godriel? Oh, like he has, he has like a pet name for him. Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really like, creepy. Um, earlier in the season two, like yeah, the name of like I think he gave it some meaning, like uh, like a mysterious cloaked figure, and then they gave him a name or something. Right, and and it almost it for whatever reason when it, the way he says it and just how it's pronounced, it reminds me of the devil in a way. It's just creepy. Um, but this isn't Lucifer talk at all. <laughs> Hashtag all connected. Um, so I really, I really do like. I like the dynamic between Vandal and Rip when they're on the same. Um, in the same scene together. I think they play off of one another really well. And I like um, how Vandal talks about how he learned uh, how to work time and use time against his enemies from Rip. And those are often the best best villains when the hero, um, something the hero does leads to how and why the villain is who he is in the long run. So it's like you create your own worst enemy. Yeah, so, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I really thought that was interesting. My question to both of you is, do either of you really like Rip as a character overall? I like him, like, I like his 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 motivation. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really agree with him, but I, I think it's an interesting character where he's, his main motivation is family no matter what, especially when they threw around the idea of, like, um, He'll, he's ready to throw anybody on the team under mm-hmm. the bus for his family. I think that's an like an interesting um, motivation for especially somebody who's like the captain of a ship. But um, especially in a show like this where it's supposed to be all like let's all get together and work together because teamwork. But then they put the person at the helm like they give the idea that he was ready to throw anybody under the bus. I think that's I like that personal. Personally, but I don't want you, Pete. No, that's interesting. That's a that's an interesting interesting way to look at it because, uh, you know, just on the surface, you look you could look at Rip as as kind of a bad guy in that sense. Yeah, because absolutely. he is throwing people under the bus. But at the same time, you know, it 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 comes down to he wants to save his family, and he wants to save the world. And actually, that it's it's interesting because 
if you look at those two things he always brings up, if he had the choice, would he save his family or would he save the world? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like those two things come up a lot, and he is constantly reminding everyone this is why we're doing this. But then we have an episode like this where, like Matt said, he's so quick to throw somebody on the bus and, and, and risk their life to save his family. Um, but then he quickly reminds them, no, this is to save the world. So, do you, Sarah, do you get often confused by Rip's motivations of it being for his family? But then he also says, oh, no, this is for the world, too. I don't think it's confused so much as really tired because it's the same thing. I feel like I've I've seen this play out at least in five different episodes and there's only been about 13 so far or 14. So at this point, it feels like we're always hunting down Vandal and Rip is always being um, criticized by his crew members for putting his family first. And then in the third act, there's a turning point where Rip steps up and saves the day and saves his crew members. And it's like, oh yeah, he's the hero. And yet, the very next episode, he's again putting his family first. And I honestly don't know if that's really not a good thing to do. I mean, they are his family. He he didn't necessarily set that set out to save the world. He just wants to protect those he loves the most. And I think that's true for a lot of people. That's true. That's a good point. Um, you know, I wanted to add, you know, it's talking about how he's so quick to throw people under the bus and risk their lives. You know, we had that whole moment with Jax where he got uh, affected by the radiation and and, and trying to... Old fix... man Jax. Yeah, like old man. <laughs> he totally turned to old man Jax. And, and, and then we had that moment with him and Stein where, where Stein, you know, was said, the reason you're here is because I was selfish. It was This was all about me. But you know what? It's, it's I'm making the decision for you. I'm sending you back to yeah. 2016. Um, do you guys think, uh, he was sent back or do you think we're going to see him captured as well by the Time Masters? Who, um, Jax? Yeah. I mean... Or do you think he's gone? I don't think they're going to track him now because they already have the main team. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll send, like, somebody just so... Well, do you as think a that, like, device to bring him back. Do you but... think they could have captured him already before they even oh, found him? Oh, I see team? what you mean. Yeah. Um... I don't think so because they didn't know that he put him. They put him in the dropship or whatever to go That's back to 2016. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking they're gonna send more people like um, who was Mick originally? Oh, those, uh... What's his name? Chronos. <coughs> Chronos. Yeah. yeah. Kronos. Super generic bad guy time guy name. Um, <laughs> they're probably gonna send somebody like a team like back to go get him, but I I doubt it. You know, they'll probably say like, oh, he's dying of old age anyway, and they'd be like, oh, he's probably already dead on arrival or whatever. So. <laughs> But then, and then he's gonna swoop yeah. in to save the day it by could. throwing a wrench at somebody yeah. or something <laughs> mechanical related. I don't know. Do you, Sarah, do you think that? Do you think Jax is gone, or do you think we're gonna see him pop up again? I actually think that we are gonna see him again because my prediction is that um, I've seen set photos of both Sarah Lance and Quentin at the grave, so I know that that's in the future and there's only so many more episodes and i think one of the reasons why that set photo is taken and i think it's going to play out in the season finale and one of the reasons why sarah ends up back in star city is because of the team going back for Jax, or future i know time is confusing 
I was very confused in the show. I don't, I don't know if it's go back for Jax or go forward or go sideways. There's a thing, though. It's like, how... Okay, if Jax comes back to save the day, which we all kind of suspect he's going to do... Ooh, I don't think that. I oh, think okay. the team is going to is, it, escape the Time Masters and then travel to pick up Jax because Stein can't live without Jax. Yeah, that brings up my next... Like, I, question. But yeah, continue. No, no, go ahead. I was gonna, okay, so like, does do we know how that works? Like, the second Jax arrives, you know, in 2016, Stein's gonna fall over and disintegrate or whatever? Or is no. it gonna have, like, some type of temporal time virus well, <laughs> like, connection? On The Flash, we saw it play out where it felt like Ronnie died, I want to say, he died... Before this season hiatus, Mm -hmm. so it took Stein about four to five months before he really felt the side effects of it. I forgot about that. Yeah, so I think there's some time, but, but I mean, at the end of the day, really at this point, they need to first break, break free from the Time Masters, which who didn't see that twist coming? (laughs) <laughs> I, oh you yeah yeah, yeah. I, I was hoping it wasn't gonna happen like oh that's, that's just background information and i'm like i really hope they don't have to be captured in you know swerve well the, them. the but, reaction yeah. of like the the guy the the head guy that they see when he mm-hmm. first gets there and brings in brandon savage like his reaction kind of said it all like rip's like hey guess what you know that criminal that nobody could stop that's taking over yeah. all time i got him yeah 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 <laughs> Worst reaction ever. That was terrible. <laughs> he clearly saw, like, okay, like, Vandal Savage, he's he's a big guy. He's tall. Yeah. He's also, you know, in right in front of him. And then the head Time Lord guy, not a Time Lord. Uh, was, was Masters. Master. They're masters. Was they like, have oh, yeah, arrest Rip Savage. Or, yeah, Rip, Rip Hunter. And then <laughs> and I'm like, are you not going to address clearly the, the prisoner that he brought with him? Like, And then I'm like, oh, they're doing this route. Yeah, but yeah, cool. I, mean, I, mean, I don't mind. Yeah, like a I, I think it just. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, you're you're exactly right. It was by the numbers where there's a reason why this whole time Rip was it has been going on this rogue mission by himself, disobeying the Time Masters to go after this man who's clearly evil. So, yeah, it makes sense that he would be in league with the Time Masters. So, yeah, it just was a bit predictable. Yeah, it, it was. You know, it was kind of unfortunate because if you saw it coming, it's like it kills the reveal. It kills the twist coming. Um, but, um, you know, we saw a lot of flashbacks because there was, you know, everyone kind of, you know, with with, with Vandal getting everyone's head, mm-hmm. it brought up everyone's last moments before they, they boarded the ship to yeah. with Rip. You know, we see uh, Ray talking to Felicity. We see uh, Nissa and and um, Sarah. You know, and uh, we see uh, Martin and his wife. Uh, you know, what did you guys? You know, we we complain so much about. Um, well, I do about the flashbacks in Arrow, and and you know how they don't always fit with the episode that we're watching. Um, Sarah, did you like the flashbacks that were that and how they worked with this episode, especially with how Vanda was was jogging up these memories? Right. I I did like the flashbacks um, because, A, they included Felicity Smoke, so they're always good when they do that. Um, Even though it was about our quote-unquote love 
with Ray, which I don't buy to this day. Um, but to go back to your question, I think one of the reasons why flashbacks can work. We've seen, like, a lot of people have seen Lost, and clearly they are effective when they're appropriately written. And if they add to what's going on in present day and make sense, and you feel like you're learning to about a character and why they are what their motivations are in the present day then they're effective with arrow you have 23 episodes and so much going on that sometimes they're not needed like clearly this week but we'll get into that later and uh, yeah it's always a hit and miss if you're gonna constantly like um, use it as a crutch for the entire season yeah, it's a good point. Or Ray, what do you think? Like a main plot, like throughout the whole season, and then it kind of circles all the way in the nebulous, like way left field, and yeah. then now it's in, the, like, now it's finally intertwined with the main storyline. Right. I don't know. I, I, I didn't see. I thought it was okay. I mean, it really, you know, like, kind of reminded us that they're not here for fun and adventure. Yeah. You know, they left something back at home to, to you know, especially the scene with, um, with, with Martin and his wife, and how he was like, nah, I'm just gonna go meet some friends. You know, I'll, yeah. I'll be back in like 10 minutes. Not not a big deal, honey. And I'm just like, oh, that's... Yeah. Now he's super, mm-hmm. like, gonna die again, potentially. So, um... Yeah, that was then, kind of a hard scene. And the watch. scene with uh, Sarah and Nissa, I was like, oh, look at them. Star-crossed <laughs> assassin lovers. That's so, that's so cute. Hey, like, so many emotions right now. And then she was like... Nissa was like, if you love me, you'll, you'll understand. And I'm just like... I don't get it, but it's fine. This is so old Hollywood. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we're like we only have like two, three episodes left. Yeah, of three. Legend, I think, right? Yeah, three. Because all the season enders are gonna be in the same week, right? It's not gonna be like. No, I think actually yeah. Legends is the week before Flash and Arrow. Oh. Yeah. yeah which okay. I thought was really interesting um, because when they came out with the schedules of how they were doing the finales, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I gotta double check it, but. I'm pretty sure that the Legends finale is the week before Flash and Arrow, which right. which will be very interesting to see how that works and if it is tied into something with Arrow and Flash. Like mm-hmm. Sarah said, you know, but she mentioned, uh, you know, Quentin and Sarah at the grave. Obviously, Sarah's going to finally find out about Laurel. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that how that works out um, because I still don't know the Flash and Arrow timelines. Yeah. I mean, Ugh. two weeks ago, we saw Barry with his powers uh, go to Laurel's grave, but... Here he's yeah I'll get into it when we want to get lost in yeah. like the week yeah. later but yeah uh, um before we wrap up uh, legends talk I do want to say two things first of all talk about Captain Canary next week did you guys see that kiss in the promo I, hmm? I, I, I saw I watch I saw any it. promo stuff oh. Captain Cold and well, Sarah Lance hooking up mm-hmm. well, they're making out. Easy. They kind of tease that mm-hmm. a little bit throughout the whole season, you know, with their little because, because it, it's what the fans want. No, nothing. I feel like we're over. We're talking over one another right now. And then dead stuff. We're totally in sync tonight, you guys. Totally in sync. We already have so much to talk about. I, I know, but and also, what are you? Both of your thoughts on the end game for Legends. Are we going to get rid of Vandal by the end of the season? Like, you're talking about, like, beyond season one? Yeah. yeah. 
See, I don't know. I was thinking about this too on the drive here. Like, um, I like Vandal Savage as as a villain. I think he's really cool. He's very charismatic. Obviously, in this episode, but I don't know how much they can milk his character. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's just gonna keep chasing him and taking out all the. He's gonna take over as the 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 highest of all the time masters, and then we have to track down other time masters throughout time. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And then he's the head guy pulling all the strings. But um, I don't know. It'd be nice to kind of like wrap them up in one in one season, and then they move on with a new crew or like a new team like next year. For like each season, there's like new legends of tomorrow, and but the one constant is like you know the ship, you know. And, like, how they kind of tease, like, maybe Sarah's going to take over as captain because she took command of the ship. Yeah. Like, maybe that's, like, a foreshadowing for them, like, handing over the keys to her or something. Because I don't remember, how, how can she drive a ship? She can push a lever forward. Is that yeah, all it takes I, I, to drive yeah, a apparently ship? Apparently, that's all it takes. Uh, she's a ninja, so... <laughs> Obviously, they studied future training and... Uh, <laughs> I knew she was a ninja. I didn't know she was a space ninja. Uh, No, I you know, I know we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Sarah. You know, like Vandal Savage and 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 what what is gonna be the whole point of this beyond season one and and I you know, I think I said this a couple weeks back, like I'd like to see them wrap it up. You know, I'd like to see them defeat Vandal and move on to something else. Um, because I, I think with a show like this, with so many char- different characters and and so many different um, stories, you got to flesh out only a ve- over a very short span of time. Um, I think it'd be better served if you did introduce different char- different baddies each season, just like Flash and Arrow. Right. Uh, Flash, we got Reverse Flash and Zoom, and, and you know we've seen various baddies on Arrow. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to see the same thing with Legends. Um, you know, and I know there was a lot of rumors that. That the cast was going to be shuffled around next mm-hmm. season, and, and then they came out and said, "No, it's going to be pretty much the same, the same cast." Um, so if they're going to do that, I I, I would like could to see smoke different. And mirrors. Well, could it could, be, could and mirrors. be it could be smoke and mirrors, <laughs> uh, but if they do keep the same cast, I would like to see to somebody different because we I I feel like a lot of this is tied to um, Kendra in, in a big way because of her attachment to Vandal and how yeah. right. she has to be the one to kill him and yeah. and Carter finally coming back this week and, and not the Carter we know and and you know I just feel like if we move on from that it's a good thing because if you continuously have the same villain over you know you know uh, season after season it, yeah. it just gets repetitive and yeah. it gets kind of boring and you like, know it's remember just... how awesome like Slade was yeah yeah. And yeah. Remember how they didn't bring him up at all later because yeah. they defeated him. Yeah. And how cool that was. Yeah. So yeah, maybe we should do that. <laughs> That's a good idea, right? That's a totally good idea. Like, just let him be cool. Because arguably, the coolest parts of these shows are the villains. They're like the chapters in the superheroes. Like, oh yeah. Who did sure. they defeat? But, what was the storyline in defeating this bad guy? And then but, just if they drag it out, it'd be weird. What's up? Right, but you also have to consider the fact that Malcolm Merlin was season one villain on Arrow, and he's still around. But and also, John Berlin, <laughs> man, he's so cool. Well, Harris, yeah, Harrison Wells, season one villain on Flash, and technically still around. Well, he's around well, in a different capacity. Not They're not always fighting him, I guess. Well, <laughs> well, here's the thing about Malcolm too. Like, I like that. I, I do like that he's there. 
but not as like the main villain. Like more of like you know like a thorn in their side, like somebody who could really complicate things, which he has mm-hmm. in this in the last couple episodes. He's also kind of morphed into different like types of villains, you know. Like, yeah. yeah. You know how he was just like general bad guy, and then he took over League of Assassins, and then now he's uh, Father of the Year, Skywalker. You know, and because he has one hand, get it, guys? Never mind. <laughs> Luke Skywalker wasn't a villain, though. That's why I said evil. Okay. Uh, okay. But anyway, yeah, like. Um... But now he's like Thea's dad too, so it's like, yeah. like I, I have a different sense for Malcolm Merlin than right. I did before, even though he did play a part in like having Dam- uh, Damien break out, which right. caused Laurel to die, and right. and we've had the after effects of that, but. But I mean, I guess in that sense, like I don't mind a villain being around in that sense because I think it it maintains continuity. Mm-hmm. I don't think you can throw him in there like every single episode because then it becomes like this guy again, like okay, <laughs> boring. So, so do you think like then I'll propose a question, to you guys? Vandal Savage is he gonna be kind of in that sense where he's always gonna be a bad guy in the background? I could, I could yeah. See where he's always involved in some type of plot yep. or something. I can he's see that. Be, like the main person. But then it, you wonder who's more powerful than Vandal Savage. Right. Well, maybe then that maybe in that sense then that he's still around, but he gets locked up or something somehow, or or maybe they do kill him. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do kill him, or, or that. I mean, they say that once Kendra kills him, like that should stop everything as far as right. like the re- repetitive cycle of him um, reincarnating. And, right. And, and, the curse is over. Yeah, the curse is over. Yeah. The curse is lifted, yeah. you know. And, and maybe that ends everything, and maybe he does die. Um, I, I personally, I like the fact I like when a villain doesn't die because I think that they can they can introduce some sign of, some different kind of dynamic going into different seasons, like with Malcolm Merlin. Yeah, exactly. But but also, but I think also to Sarah's point, um, you have to ask, well, who's more powerful than he is? Because if he gets the chance, someone as powerful as Vandal Savage, he's not gonna he's not gonna like team up with other bad guys he's gonna find ways to kill you know them. Who it is it's a uh, thanos with infinity gauntlet that's what it is <laughs> that's a good point it it's totally all connected is there a dc version of a world eater that mm. i should know about well i mean i would say that um oh what's his name why am i forgetting dark side would be like the equivalent of that da- they wouldn't do that though because that's <laughs> being pushed no no movies. no <laughs> well that and it's a superman bad guy oh that's right so I... guys we're not talking arrow yet come oh, on yeah. okay yes <laughs> let's talk oh, you know what let's talk arrow oh okay i want to end with the flash okay There's so yeah. much i want to talk about there's the a lot going on that <clears throat> all right so let's get into this week's arrow <clears throat> you know we have the aftermath of Laurel's death, uh, which, by the way, you should totally check out Sarah's article on GWW.com because um, she really digs into the episode, uh, talks about a lot of the Easter eggs, which we're going to get into right here. Um, but she did a really good job breaking the episode down. It's really cool. Um, Aww, you know, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> so you know, let's get into this. Genesis. Genesis is coming, according to the now de- now departed Andy Diggle. Um, yeah. You know... Sarah, you know, I know you've been you've been thinking of this theory for so long, and 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 how and Damien's plan, and and what he has in, in store for Star City. What are you, what do you think now that everything that you have really kind of formulated as a theory is starting to come to pass? Well, duh, no, <laughs> no, 
Typical response. Yeah, I know. So typical. Did anybody um, catch the Easter egg when Thea was having her Truman Show moment at the very end of the episode? With I didn't. What was it, Sarah? The Omega symbol in the hive. I did not see that. Bum, bum, bum. I need to go rewatch that now. I did not see an Omega symbol. I'm not being sarcastic. I really don't know what that means. That's no, that's like dark side. Dark side. And that's why yeah. when when before you were talking about that, I'm like, we're not talking Arrow yet. <laughs> I know I don't think that they're gonna use Dark Side, but they've been hinting so much at new gods. And yeah, I'm not a comic book reader, but I have the internet. <laughs> it's called Google, everybody. Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I know. And plus, I talk to these two and a bunch of other comic book nerds, so it's all good. So I just, I can't help to think that that's really what's going on, especially given that tweet Mark Guggenheim had a few weeks ago where he took the last section of the final page of the final script for this season and he like hid part of it so you didn't really see anything. You couldn't make like even a complete sentence. However, it does basically indicate someone is not going to be, is going to wake up in that final scene someplace else. Like uh, Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of style? <laughs> they get taken or whatever? Like uh, on another planet. No. <laughs> someplace Bananas. else. <laughs> Somebody's going to get sucked into this huge black box. And Instead of a black nebulous thing. Yeah. It's not a giant monolith, is it? Well, no. It's, it's called a nexus. Yes. Because apparently, Leanne Yu and Star City Star both City. just so happen to be nexuses. <laughs> How? Okay, because what's her uh, magician lady, magic lady? Constantine's said that, right? a... Constantine. Female Constantine. Female lady. Constantine. How? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt Sarah, but what a missed opportunity there to bring back Constantine. <laughs> yeah. He's like, doing I, was, like, I know that they said like they were gonna bring Matt Ryan back. Yeah. But what I was like I was like, maybe they just said that and he's gonna pop out right now. And I was like, oh yeah. never mind. Never he's mind. just in the background, yeah. chilling. Well <laughs> Well the synopsis for the final episode got released and there's Oliver's teaming up with a surprising person in the finale to take on Dark. Please let it be Constantine. It's me. It's Matt. <laughs> it's me with an arrow. No, I'm just kidding. But, oh, I mean, it could be... We, we learned in this episode that the tattooed Constantine gave Oliver allows him to channel magic, right? The good. Yeah. So, in the final showdown bef between him and Dark, if he's channeling that mag magic and they're in the Nexus and that device that we saw Dark with is also there, and that device we learn is a mother box, then maybe Oliver ends up on another planet? Or someplace else? I don't want him to go back to Lee and you. I really, I've been against that for a long time. Yeah. Like present day timeline on Lee and you, but they still have flashbacks of him on Lee and you, so it's like double Lee on you. No, no, no. Because they really it... want to make use of that like whole outdoor set, so they just do double time with it. I think I'd get mad. I'd be like, yeah. I'd be like, stop. That please. would be cool. I'd like to see that because, I mean, obviously this past season they're pushing, um, you know, the Arrow universe into, you know, 
magic was the big introduction this one. Yeah. So it'd be really cool to see Oliver like in a different planet. It's like, yeah, let's just take Arrow and just just fuck it, just go, <laughs> just right? Wherever you want. You know, the other thing we had going on in this episode was the uh, Diggle family um, and big, it just major disarray. Just you know, you have uh, Got a you're... baby on a truck, man. Yeah, man. Come on, I mean, man. A baby on a motorcycle. Baby on motorcycles. This baby's going everywhere. John is is pissed. He wants to find Andy. Andy has him fall right into his trap. Uh, what did you think of of how everything came to pass with those two, and and ultimately how John killed Andy? I honestly did not expect that. And from the look on Diggle's face when he shot him, I don't think he thought it like he's like, oh shit, I really did just kill him right now. Um, I was very surprised with with Diggle killing him, but I think this is a cool moment. For um, the, the the bromance that is Diggle and Oliver um, to really uh, kind of come back into the you know you know they're gonna showcase more than that like because it's gonna be an opportunity for Oliver to kind of reflect on how far he's come and then helping Diggle through that and I just man I really wanted Andy to be redeemed you know what I'm saying I wanted him to join Team Arrow and he'd be the inside guy they double cross it but it seemed too easy and I'm, I'm not a creative person when it comes with laying out plot lines so um i'm interested to see where the diggle character goes from here because man he looked his eyes are about to pop out of his head when he shot him like he was surprised he even did it himself yeah but in the end he said you know i had he has to you know remind himself that what he did was right <laughs> for his family and i and i get that yeah and he tells he tells um lila lila that he says you know I put him down he never would have stopped. Yeah. Um, Sarah, was that surprising to you that that Andy was or, or that John pulled the trigger and and wasn't able to hold back and, and just keep him as a prisoner? Well, it would have been more surprising had I not had a conversation about Arrow with a friend of the show who shall rename Nameless, where he completely predicted this. And I'm like, no, they'll never do that. That's way too dark. And then it happened, and I'm like, ooh, that's interesting. Yeah, Fratricide is pretty dang dark. And we got a guy named Dark on the show. I know. Pun very much intended by that. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, what, what did you guys think of uh, the safe house being this moving truck and I didn't see that coming. I thought that really were cool. I thought so it was awesome. like actually at a real safe house. And you know, I mean I mean they I mean they lit a little command center yeah. and then you got the place playpen in the corner with a little serendipity. <laughs> it's like here's the baby area. <laughs> it's like we got the console, we got the rockets, we got the MP fives, and here's like the little baby crib, and then here's like all the nuclear, you know, stuff going on. That's so funny. What were you gonna say, Sarah? Sarah is just gonna grow up to be the coolest person. I mean she She's yeah, she's already badass, and she can like not say a word yet. Yet, I don't think. Maybe. How cool was that shot of her riding on the back of her dad's? Uh... She was rolling. Man, <laughs> I was ready for her to like pull out her own gun and start shooting back at him. <laughs> <laughs> back, Dad. That's impressive too, because I mean, I would imagine that's super hard to get a baby to cooperate in a scene like that, and yeah. she's just like. Like, Taking yeah. it in stride. She's like, cool. She's <laughs> like, I'm just chilling. I'm just chilling. And, oh, man, um, good. I have one point I want to make about Diggle killing his brother in that scene. I thought it was really well constructed how they, the big reveal 
about the fact that Andy wasn't going after his brother this whole time. They really wanted to go after Lila. And that connected back to AWOL from earlier this season with the whole Shadow Spear and Rubicon codes, which we learned have to deal with weapons of mass destruction. So I thought that was really clever how they worked in all of that in one episode. And also Rubicon itself means when you pass the point of no return and then act like what happened in this episode between Diggle and his brother, to me, is a point of no return. I mean, you crossed a very significant line, especially considering for the longest time on the show, Diggle has been very much the voice of reason. So this season, I really like how the writers are changing the team dynamics between these three characters who we've seen evolve over the last four seasons to where Oliver's really the one grounding everyone else when before it was both Diggle and Felicity and Thea grounding him. And now everybody else on his team, like he has to be that light for them. I think it's, they're, they're doing a good job putting the focus on Oliver as the leader rather than he's a guy that made the team, so therefore he should be the leader. Now it's like everybody's in disarray. Literally, they were away from each other yeah. the entire episode, except until Felicity ran over somebody, which was pretty awesome. <laughs> and then, yeah, I didn't think about that until now. So that, that, that is a very good point, like how he's the 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 uh, the rock now that mm-hmm. everybody uh, has to kind of like hold on to for the for the team. Does anybody else get the impression after watching this episode that Lila and Diggle really need to ride off into the sunset at the end of the season? You know, take a break, go to Ivy Town, and hang out. Yeah, they were both just, I mean, like, especially Lila, she was very happy just, you know, like, doing her work and then going home being a mom, and then now she has to bring her baby on a truck. Right, on a <laughs> truck. While, she, while she's getting <laughs> stabbed in the wrist and stuff. And afraid that her baby can get orphaned. Yeah, oh, that's, a, that's an actual yeah. line. I was like, that, I mean, I, 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 thought, I thought it was a cool, it was an interesting choice of words from Lila, because she said orphan, as in both she and him are going to die. Right. Yeah. And because she knows that her job is very dangerous. I mean, obviously, she got attacked this episode directly. She was a yeah. prime target. And she knows that. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was an interesting choice of words that she relies on uh, Johnny. I like to call him Johnny now. <laughs> uh, he needs to be the one that's more careful now. Mm-hmm. And stuff like that. And, man, she she had some good jabs in there. Yeah. Like how she... She's like, this is the man that I divorced. I was like, oh, oh. Snap. she brought that up. I was like, oh, <laughs> that is that's some deep cuts, dude. So some pretty emotional moments with Lila and Diggle this episode. Yeah, yeah. and it, I thought it was great because you know it's easy to get lost in the shuffle, especially on a show like this. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that they they're really like the main storyline this whole episode. So it's yep. Really cool. Yeah, they really were. Um, now getting real quickly back to Oliver and, and him having to find the light to defeat Dark, since he does have this magic. And in, uh, in, inside of him, um, Sarah, what did you think of, of how, you know, that's, you know, we, we've been speculating this whole season. How How is Oliver going to defeat Dark when he doesn't have any magic when it turns out he does? You know, what, what do you think of now that since we predict, we thought, oh, maybe it's going to be Thea, you know, maybe Constantine will come back, maybe uh, Vixen will play a part in it. It turns out it might actually be Oliver after all. What do you think of, of how that's coming to play? 
Well, it's kind of interesting. I mean, before we were talking about flashbacks and when they're effective and when they're not. And we saw this season in the first half, there were these flashbacks going on that felt very disjointed. But now we're realizing that they were showing us these tie-ins to how both the big bad of the season and the hero have this magic already within them. And that's going to be the final showdown between the wizards. <laughs> it's going to be like, Avada Kedavra. <laughs> because, because in the flashbacks, Constantine gives Oliver the tattoo that's his quote-unquote totem or his ability to channel this magic, while we also have seen the connection between Baron Ryder and Damien Dark, and that's how we haven't seen it play out exactly, but we do know Baron Ryder has the idol at one point, and now in present day, Damien Dark has it. So that's how they've been using the flashbacks this season. See, I was just... Back when he got the tattoo, I was I would have been happy with just like, oh, okay, this is how they're going to introduce magic, and mm -hmm. this is how they're going to have Oliver just be like, def, you know, like, this is his defense against the dark arts, you know? Right. Like, and, that, and that's it. This is just how we can, like... Um, remedy the whole how can Oliver take on magic if he's just some dude and it's like oh because he has a cool tattoo um but now that they're using it to as like almost like a you know remember like like last season Harry had these different powers like almost every episode yeah now yeah. it's like okay this is now the unlocked potential of of Oliver now he can fight darkness with like his mind and then he can you know actually bell it you know and have a fighting chance so um yeah that really subverted my expectations about this this show and I was really really surprised happy actually yeah yeah it's different it's something that i mean like i said i didn't expect it to happen you know like we've been speculating all season as to how oliver and, and the rest of team arrow is going to come combat somebody as powerful as damian dark and it looks like it might be uh oliver um after all um does anybody want to say anything else about uh this past episode i feel like we're missing some well, speculation about future episodes, that's ah, what we're missing. I mean, you don't just drop that, like, Omega symbol and then just, like, yeah, yeah that, that happened. No, like, okay, so, um, I thought it was really cool, and I like how they kind of, um, they didn't, um, shirk the intellect of, um, oh my god, what the hell is her name? Thea? <laughs> of Thea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I have Assassin Train, of course I realize this is a fake place. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool, and it was a nice, it was a fun reveal. Um, yeah. So... How, how do you think he's gonna like break out like is alex really in on it or is it more like he was like drugged as well or whatever he's a drone yeah i feel like he was drugged i don't think mm -hmm. this is intentional guy. it was uh, the vitamins because when he when she rips apart his vitamins what well, looks like vitamins mm -hmm. and you see the yellow pill that damien yeah. gave all the soldiers um you know that that's that's i i mean it was like oh crap so he's underneath he's under their spell in a way too but do you I mean, I don't think he. I don't think it's intentional, but I guess it could. I took that scene as he was gonna give her the pill, not that oh, he was going okay. for it for himself. And then, and then he was like, "No, like, like this is to keep me in top notch Tim Tebow looking shape, you know." And I was but, like, "Oh, what if he is just a drone?" I was like, "Man, but I, the whole time I thought he was in on it." Yeah. Right. What right. do you think, Sarah? Well, the pills. He explains that Ruve gave those to him. I thought. Yeah, now, right? yeah, yeah, and Dark's okay, wife. I, I, I'm, names I forgot. So yeah. 
Yeah. I I just I, I just adore the Truman Show moment at the very end because that's one of my favorite movies. So I was like, oh, I like how they did that. Um, and just and just this idea that we're learning all these connections between Lee and you and Star City, and it makes you question if Oliver's ever really been off the island at all this whole time if it just haunts him no matter where he is he's always on the island um there was a line about that in the show too so it's odd um but next episode anarchy is gonna appear again oh yeah i forgot about that guy yeah he's gonna be in the i don't know the hive i guess i guess it legitimately is a hive that they built underground literally a hive literally a hive Right. Who's, who's the queen bee? Damien Dark or Ruve Dark? <laughs> it's got to be Ruve. I mean, Damien. No, no, they're gonna fight over that crown. <laughs> Damien's got an ego, so you never know. I'm the I'm the queen bee. I'm the queen bee. <laughs> right. Um, do you um, guys so- do you think part of the reason? Okay, there's two trains of thoughts about why they decided to keep Thea in there. And remove her from the rest of the team. One, Malcolm Merlin, who's obviously a part of Davy's posse now, mm-hmm. because of Literal course, posse. literally a posse of the three oddest villains ever. But whatever, like the three Stooges he's got behind him. <laughs> I don't know. And um, so part of the reason is they had that deal where I help you escape prison and you save me my daughter during Genesis. So. Yeah, that makes sense. But also, do not forget this. We have seen Dark and Thea interact and him potentially lose his powers when he went to grab her and, like, do that whole life-sucking thing from her. So there could be an ulterior motive to having her in the hive. Well, I think Dark would be smart enough to not try that again. He'll, like, remember that, like, last time. Right. But that could be the way to kind of even, like, um, all his newfound magical powers. Mm-hmm. Like, in the in the last battle, oh, you know? Like, right. the reason why they defeat him is because of his, his hubris and try to go after Thea. And then Oliver's like, now's my chance to release the good. And, you know, there you go. That, that is an interesting tactic, though, to take Thea away because she is a pretty powerful part of that team. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. having the magic there, um, you know, within her that could potentially... Or, or that, or you know, the what she has in her that could take away Dark's power. Oh, you guys are talking about like their plot. I, I thought we we're talking about what's the writer's decision to put her in there. Oh, isn't it pretty much the same? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm see, I'm I've been watching a lot of pro wrestling, so I'm so meta right now. That's what it is. So yeah, I guess the plot to take Thea away from the group instead of anyone else is yeah, it's because um. Keep them under, keep her under their thumb. I guess I don't know. Well, like like Sarah said, like she can, she can negate the power. Yeah, and so that would help. Obviously, you know, one less member of arrows is, is <laughs> obviously more that, of a chance yeah. for Damien to defeat Oliver. Right. And well, okay, plan. when that happened, when he tried, when he he tried <laughs> to take to kill Thad, did that take away his powers, or did it just kind of like didn't affect her? It it felt it looked like Damien was drying up i guess you would say like oh, okay. it's becoming a corpse like his life source 
wink, wink, was being drained from him when he went to grab her. And a lot of people speculate that that's because Thea, Thea's bloodlust at that point, which, I mean, the Lotus cured her of the bloodlust. So now the question is, does she still have it? Or, like, she doesn't have the bloodlust, but... Does is that still a shield, or with with the cure, did it also? Is Damien now able to kill her? Is the magic gene passed down from yeah. Oliver and Thea's mother? Right. I mean, we're gonna get some of that next week too, because Papa Smoke is gonna be hanging out, oh, trying to help. Forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, we keep calling him that. <laughs> Apparently, Felicity is going to be debating if she's a smoke or a cutler, because Calculator is actually named Noah Cutler. So. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, so it'd be interesting. Hot Wheels. <laughs> That's her name, dude. Because she's hot. And she's on wheels. I have... She was. Not anymore. Yep. I, I... <laughs> That's the main takeaway. People. Don't even know what you just said. What? He's just, he just, he's in love with Felicity. That's all he needs to know, sir. Hey, I am too. In a different way, but yeah. It's like that episode of Friends where Chandler's watching uh, Bay, Baywatch oh, with, uh, yeah. with the chick. I love you both, but in very in different, different ways. ways. <laughs> oh, boy. Man, Drop I the, am dropping the painting me to be like a dog over here, Pete. Jeez. <laughs> oh, just love giving you our time. All right, so um, you guys ready to move on to the Flash, or does anybody want to say anything else about Arrow from this week? Man, my head is spinning. I think that's a move on. Yeah. Sarah's like, hurry up, guys. Sarah's like, all right, guys, stop talking already. Um, so this past week's episode of the Flash was pretty interesting because, you know, we got to see Zoom start to, you know, uh, show that he is the all-powerful. The guy's fucking villain. evil, Pete. Let's just not yes, he split is. hairs. He is. Um, but I also wanted to talk a lot about, uh, Cisco and his douche brother, Dante. God, he's such a douche, man. Did you guys get, like, there was, like, a sense, like, a, a, a pretty interesting sense of, of brotherly love, or lack thereof, in Arrow, and then Flash, <laughs> like, <laughs> Just... you have Andy and Diggle, then you have Dante and Cisco. Well, it and... ended nicely. They're yeah, like, it, like, I wanted, well, to, I wanted to be different. I was like, ooh, run the feels, y'all. Yeah, run the like... feels. That was cool, but, you know, like, in the beginning, it yeah. was just all bad. Like, he was just, oh, you only call me whenever there's something wrong or yeah. something. I'm like, man, what? Ah, oh, like, dick. I'm going to smack you in the face right now. You're so pissing me off. You don't know Cisco like we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you don't know Cisco like we do. It's not what you said. It's how you said it. Oh. <laughs> Sarah, what did you think of, of them bringing back Dante? But not only that, but bringing his Earth 2 counterpart rupture in the process. I like it. I like it a lot. It looks so cool. Yeah. Rupture? Rupture. Rupture. God, it was such a cool, like, costume design. Yeah. So cool. Uh, yeah. How, uh, I don't know if it was exactly, like, Rupture himself, but I really liked how they used him in terms of Cisco's arc this season with his embracing his own powers where he meets not only his doppelganger, but the doppelganger of his brother. And who's also evil on Earth 2. And it's like, well, is this a Ramon thing? <laughs> or is it me? Like, I don't know. I mean, I have the Force in me, and apparently my brother does too. So it could be like a Skywalker curse too. I don't know. 
maybe. But I also, I mean, you guys were talking just a few minutes ago about how much they don't connect at all. And we're very protective of Cisco. So it makes his brother come off as a douchebag. But I really thought what was truly done well this episode was that moment when Rupture is killed by Zoom. And you see both of their reactions to that. Like that hit you hard in the feels. I mean, to me, that's where the brotherly love comes in because a lot of us have siblings who we don't always see, we don't always hang out with. um, But when you know that love is still there when it counts, and when you're really need like in sor- sorrow and pain, like that's really when the sibling co- connection comes out. So I thought that was really done well. And so I see the brotherly love. You guys can talk now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to interject. And I'm like, okay. No, 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 that was really good. Um, no, I, it's interesting. Uh, just. Just that whole brotherly love dynamic. I, I was glad. I was happy to see that it came together at the end, um, because yeah, like we hate Dante so much in the beginning and even before that in that episode when we saw like uh, Snart and uh, and uh, Rory take them hostage, and he even brought that up and he was like, he took me hostage and he's like, uh, no, he took us hostage. You know, Cisco's just constantly reminding him. But but yeah, when there's that moment when Zoom kills Rupture and and you have just this. That look on Cisco's face, and he walks back into Star Labs, and and he uh, and you know he walks into that room, and Dante's like, "Oh, this is what's going on," and and, and so Cisco's just like, "Shut up!" Just you know, they they have that that moment, this yeah, really good moment, really really good moment. Like you said, Sarah, it just gets you right in the feels. Um, but uh, but moving on from that, you know, Barry uh, went and saw his dad. You know, with everything that's going on, you know, Harry talking about. How he wants to recreate the particle particle accelerator explosion and then try to give him his powers back. Very flashpoint there. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um. Uh. You know, he goes to his dad, who you know he doesn't really get to see a lot of. You know, Henry's taken off into the woods to be mountain man and just kind of live his life on his own. <laughs> Grizzly Adam. Grizzly Adam. Exactly. Old he hasn't man grown Henry. A beard yet, but but uh, he's certainly on his way. But you know, he he goes to his dad and. And I thought it was interesting, their conversation, because, you know, even though he's bringing all this up about telling him out, like, you know, he doesn't have his powers because he had to say Wally, and it was either his powers or Wally, and he couldn't let Wally die. Um, and he mentions, you know, oh, it's it's uh, this, Jay Ger- this Jay-, Jay Garrick isn't who we thought he was. And he was like, oh, wait a second. Um, Garrick. Is it Garrick? And he was like, yeah. yeah. And he goes, that's my mother's maiden name. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Because that opens up. The floodgates. Yes, yes. It's no, Genesis is happening on Arrow. <laughs> Genesis is happening on Arrow, not Flash. So what? it's up the Speed Force. What? Let's speculate that. Speculate on that a little bit. Yeah, let's do that. So, <laughs> no, but does that bring up the possibility that, like, maybe? Say it. Henry Allen mm-hmm. is Jake Garrick in Earth 2? <gasps> I didn't think about that. Dude, that's bananas. And the because of that connection? I don't know. I mean, maybe. Right, Sarah? What do you think? I I think yes. First of all. 
but now for whatever reason that that um photo that's been going on um that always reminds me of your theory about the man in the iron mask just popped in my head and i'm like wait a second that can't be john wesley's ship underneath there so it's gotta be some somebody else um because like something i talked about in my review was this idea well oh so the man in the iron mask is the real jay garrick who just so happens to be that that Earth's version of the Flash, who's also Henry Allen Earth 2. I mean, it's still a possibility. I don't really know at this point. I mean, yeah, so many things. But, but something that somebody pointed out to me um, just before we started recording tonight is that in the season finale last year, while Barry's running through through the Speed Force, there is a shot of John Wesley's ship in the Flash costume. Yeah. In Barry's or in Jay's, like, Golden Age? No, it was his Flash... It was his Flash costume oh, from, from the 90s. From the 90s TV show. Oh, okay. Show. I see... Yeah, okay. I remember right. that, yeah. To me, when, when I see that, I think that's just a nod to him as the Flash in the 90s. I don't... I don't think it's something they're necessarily going to tackle. Yeah. Because if it really is the Jay Garrick, like, it's going to be... I'm pointing to my pop, even though nobody can see it. But the <laughs> Jay... Visual jokes on Visual jokes, ha, 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 yeah. Shout out to Casey. <laughs> it's, it's the Jay Garrick that we know with the helmet and, yeah. and the different costume. Yeah. So, to that, that, that would be my counter-argument to that. Because, I mean... But, I mean, like, like we said, like Terry... costume doesn't fit in Earth 2's universe. Are we trying to say that costume that we see in the Speed Force. Yeah. When he's going through... No, yeah, it doesn't fit with Earth yeah. 2, Jake Garrick, that we would know as There's an Earth 3 that didn't, never left that the 90s. That could be. Yeah, it could, it, it could very well be. <laughs> I'm cool um, that, Jake. There's an Earth for every The Jake Garrick that we think we know doesn't have to be tied to the appearance of Hunter Zolomon. Right. It shouldn't. It shouldn't be tied. It, that's, that's the great thing the writers have done is they've made us believe mm-hmm. that, that, is, that that should be the Jake Garrick, but... Man. I think we ripped that apart two weeks ago, right, Sarah? Like, we said, right. no, that, that's not right. Like, obviously, who Hunter Zalman is, that, now that we know who he is, he's not Jake Garrick. Yeah. Nope. That's not the Flash from Earth 2. Like, we know that yeah. now. Like, we know. And also, his appearance, like I said, doesn't reflect that of the Jay Garrick. So we don't even know who Jay, real Jay Garrick is. Like, I, I like your theory that it's Eddie Thawne. Yeah. But I also, do, too. It could be, it could, here's the thing, is it's either, I, I still, I'm still sticking to, it's either Future Barry or Eddie Thawne in the Iron Mask, um, or, uh, and, the and, and I still like your theory that it could be Eddie Thawne that is the real Jay Garrick in this, and on this Earth, um, or- Is he talking or, aloud about it? Sorry to interrupt, it sounds so <laughs> stupid. It sounds, it sounds ridiculous. But it would be it the totally biggest works, swerve ever, right? right? Yeah. But but see the other side of that is is um, if it's whether it's it's Eddie or Barry in the Iron Mask, yeah, um, we could still potentially have Jay Garrick. That's just not we haven't seen yet. That is oh we will. We we have to. I mean, it ha- hasn't the producers already gone out and kind of hinted that yes, we did not make Jay Garrick evil. Yeah, we're gonna honor him in some way. You just have to stay tuned and find out. So now all the theories spiraling about who the real Jay Garrick is well, is coming out. What was it like? I said I think I said a couple weeks ago. Mark Wade had come out and tweeted that he was pissed off that they made right. Jay, Jay Garrick 
assume like he was a yeah. bad guy. And then I think it was Mark Guggenheim who tweeted out. It was, was great. Like, it was Berlanti. Was it Berlanti? Okay, it was Berlanti. Um, he was like, no, just to let everyone know, the real Jake Garrick is, yeah. is going to be revealed see, as the Flash. See, in that Earth 2. totally kills me. That they have to say that. You know, mm-hmm. guys, let us stew in our hate for but, a little bit. See, but see, okay, here's the problem with that. And this goes back to my 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 anger towards Mark Wade in general. Well, just call out, okay? Well, no, just okay. <laughs> if you're listening, this, man, this goes back to like when he He's hated on Man of Steel really, really bad. Okay, yeah. Okay, when you're someone like Mark Wade, who's a very popular and successful artist, yeah. You have and like on Twitter, he has like over hundred thousand followers. Yeah. So anything he says to a lot of people, people are gonna take as gospel. That is so true. So they're gonna hear something that he's hateful of. Yeah. And they're gonna say, "Oh, it, it doesn't off. deserve my time." See, exactly. That, is, that pisses me off so Thank much. Thank you. Thank that you. That somebody can has that much clout. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And that like people are so easy to dismiss a show. Yeah. What would have been great if they just never said anything? Let it be a genuine surprise, and then have all of those idiots be like, "Oh snap! I goofed up, dog. I'm, I better yeah, catch one... up on the Flash now." And then it's like, you know what? I appreciate that as a showrunner that he didn't say anything. They, he let us leave, blah blah blah. And I'm like, I don't know. In a perfect world, maybe that exists. But well, with you, that Sarah, do you think that they were right to say something about um, that? That Berlanti was was right to come out and say, you know what? Don't worry about it. We will see the real Jay Garrick eventually, and he, we are not making him evil. Just to satisfy one artist. Well, I don't know if it was to satisfy one artist or even, like, the artist and fans who could also possibly be upset about the whole thing. And, you know, for me, I'm so immune to spoilers about these shows that we talk about that I, I could really care less. Like, I know Matt is very spoiler-sensitive, as I'm going to call it, but... That's very true, actually. Yeah, yeah, so oh, I, wow. I think I think what you're seeing is the difference of just spoilers in general, because it really depends on if... Because that tease, like, well, okay, now I understand where all these theories are coming from, because they hinted at that, and so it's only logical to then go on these spirals. Something that is not logical about this, guys is think about the Earth 2 costume for the Flash. There's no mask. So how did Hunter Zolomon fool everyone on Earth 2 for being someone else if it's not like his twin or something? Magic, dude. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter. I don't know. He... No, no, he um he just moves his face really fast, like how big it does. a possibility. No, yeah. no, no. <laughs> just clear shots of him. That's right. I'm just wrong. That's a good question. They're man. all taking those hive pills. <laughs> I know here we are like ripping it apart that his appearance shouldn't matter, but now like you bring up something like that and it's like, well, maybe it should. <laughs> and now yeah. well, now my theories are going into the trash can. <laughs> Well, the Iron Mask guy, like, Iron Mask, so he has a mask on covering his face. <laughs> so it could literally be anyone. But or Jay Garrick, remember? <sighs> like, see, that, that's something that is really bothersome, I feel like, 
The writers did a great job this season of creating the perfect punchline for all of these shows when you start talking about them and you're just like, when in doubt, I'm just going to say it's Jay Garrick. Either yeah. it's like somebody who poses <laughs> as Jay Garrick or that's his real name or he's just taking on his name. There's another Harrison Wells and he's like, no, my name's Jay Garrick. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, oh it's it's Earth 2 Eddie. I know it's somebody who looks like Earth 2 Eddie. But it's like, oh no, my name's Jay Garrick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Now that's all I want to. Now, dang it. This Are you saying sucks. Jay Garrick is a punchline? Oh. <laughs> I think he is. He kind of is. He kind of is. I mean, I like him though. I like super evil Jay Garrick. Hunter Zong, whatever the hell you want to call him. I yeah. still call him Hunter now. Man, he's so evil. He, he, he's, I liked how this episode, because Zoom was in the police station, it felt very reminiscent and almost, almost a part two of the Enter Zoom episode back in the first half of the season. And so, and in both episodes, you really see Zoom at the height of his powers, completely tearing up, tearing down this idea of the Flash and of being a hero and saying, no, this is my territory now. I'm here. I'm the big man on top. It's all ego. And often ego is what drives the villains and leads to their eventual doom in the long run. But I really thought that was clever how they did that. There, And I especially liked the scene between Jay or Hunter or Zoom, whoever he is, and Caitlin. And how he was talking about this darkness she apparently has that. I don't know if either of you have seen it because I haven't. Caitlin's pretty much a start. No, I, I, we haven't seen it. See, that's the thing about the Caitlin on Earth One. Um, she's so sweet. She's squeaky and clean. Sweet. She really is. Like, like you can obviously see it in Killer Frost. Who we met in Earth Two. You know, uh, you know. Rest, rest in peace, Killer Frost. Rip in peace. I miss her. I miss her. Oh God. Um. But, I mean, you saw that in her, and he's just totally trying to play into, like, you know, he's trying to trying to go Valid and Battle Savage on her and get in her right. head, and, and it's it's just not going to work because just, Caitlyn is just so, I don't maybe that's just, maybe that is just us, like, the, her perception of her, so yeah. maybe things can change, but I just, it would be such a huge turn, it would have to be on such a huge dramatic level to see her completely do a 180 and become dark. Which makes me want them to do it so bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah. Like, like, like she is do such it. a... I feel so bad for her. She's, like, been broken so many times. Like, all her boyfriends get kidnapped. Or die. Or, or die. Yeah. Almost literally in her arms. And I'm just like, man, something's gotta give sooner or later. And I'm like, when Zoom was talking... I was in the room with Zoom. was talking to her, like, I see the darkness inside you. And I'm just like, oh, he's gonna do, like, he's gonna unlock something and then like boom killer frost like um it's uh what do you call that um the the captive starts uh, oh, oh 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 i sympathizing with them yeah no I stockholm re- syndrome yeah that's right, that's right wouldn't that be so cool that could potentially happen i mean the world would hate the flash as in the writers for yeah. them doing that because caitlin's so sweet so nice i don't want i don't want to see that'd be so bad. fucking cool it would be cool because it would be something that nobody would be seeing exactly coming except us because we're smart but here's the thing though like i don't I, I think as much hate as they would get it's not something that would keep people away they'd probably be just be like okay so when are you gonna turn her back to regular caitlin like <laughs> like which <laughs> would suck <laughs> just make a hard line stance 
Yeah. Well, it's almost like they need to reenact the particle accelerator explosion for us to get on our Earth the a kill, another version of the Killer Frost. Right. I'm trying to think now. At the final so. scene, we're, are we going to talk about the final scene now? Oh, we're good, good. Um, who, what was it, Jess, Wally, and... It was Wally and Jesse. Yeah, so who, Caitlin was far, yeah. far away from Yeah, that. I don't think she was around that. It was, remember, Harry said he could at least contain it right. within Star Labs, which is yeah. what happened. So it didn't get out. Yeah. But she did kind of witness the birth of of Wally and Jesse becoming speedsters. Right. Like, that is pretty much how they're going to be coming. As we saw, they were the only ones that affected, like, um, like Henry wasn't affected, Wells no. wasn't affected... Mm-hmm. Um, God, Iris wasn't affected. If you imagine Iris as a speedster, I don't know how I feel about that yet. It'd be like that episode of Smallville where Lois Lane got like, Clark's powers. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a one-off, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But how do you guys feel about that? Like, they're introducing it now. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised because you don't bring in somebody like Wally West, who's so huge in the mythos of, of, of another Flash. Um, so you don't, you know... I think it makes sense, especially now that we're coming towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were either going to do it now or never. So it mm-hmm. makes sense, but I don't think it's something that's going to be fully tackled until season three. And they haven't mm-hmm. announced yet if he's, like, even a series regular. Right. But I could see them, if, if he becomes, like, a reoccurring character like he is now, they're definitely going to dig into it next season. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't. I mean, they can't just, like, kind of drop that. Because that's, like, almost a closing shot of the episode. They're yeah. not just going to drop that until next season, though. So where do you yeah. guys think they're gonna take that information forward into the pre or later episodes? Sarah? Yeah. Um I I don't I don't really know where they're gonna go with it. My question is, are they gonna call Wally West Kid Flash? Because he's not really a kid. No, they're probably gonna refer to him as Wally. Like oh like are you like like what's his superhero call sign? Yeah. Impulse? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe? I, I, just, I just like how Matt was like, no, they're just going to call him Wally. They're just going to call him Wally. <laughs> hey, Wally, uh, uh guy. <laughs> I don't know. As far as we know, he's going to replace Barry. Well, that's the thing is, what if they do dig into this towards the end of the season and Jesse and Wally actually help them defeat Zoom? Dude, what if, okay, isn't this exactly how Firestorm, like, was created? Yeah. That's exactly so, like, what created. if we hear, like, the disembodied voice of Barry inside of Jesse and <laughs> Wally's mind? Oh my gosh. That would be funny. Sarah, would oh. you like to comment on that? <laughs> no? Okay. Pete, would you like to comment on that? Actually, I want to ask you guys. Okay. Um, what did you think... Uh, Sarah, actually, let me start with you. What did you think of, after all this time... Everything we've been through with relationships and, and oh. teasing and that Iris chose oh this moment to say, you know what, Barry? There might be a chance. Uh, she's got great timing. Best. <laughs> best timing. She you know. Up tomorrow. <laughs> I mean, season one, they get together when her father's captured so, of course, in season two, when Barry is contemplating this huge decision, she's like, well, you, should, you shouldn't risk your life because I'm worth living for. And, you know, I, I, I hate to hate on the scene. Like, I don't want to stew in my hate about it. But 
because it was really a kind of a sweet moment between them at the end of it. And like, there is genuine emotions there and feelings, whether you think they're romantic or platonic. And just because they grew up together, I mean, they're both significant parts of one another's lives. And I really like that line she has about, I can't, I don't know if I can handle going through this all over again. Which goes back to when the original particle accelerator went off and everything. It just, it, it feels so forced with everything going on because you can't help and be like, oh, so they didn't know really what to do with Iris besides making her a love interest for him at this point. So we're going to plant these seeds in the like previous two episodes that just come out of nowhere and then bam, hit you with that declaration moment. I mean, arguably, she isn't really... She's contributing. She's in She's in Star Labs. She's helping. She's the middleman between, of communication between Cisco yeah, and, and Harry. And, and, and Barry. <laughs> oh, Barry and Harry, yeah. And I'm like, what does Iris do on this team? And, I mean, emotional, emotional support is sometimes all you need, obviously. Some episodes, yeah. like, that's how the Flash wins, because of emotional support. Well... But, now that Caitlyn is stuck with Zoom right now, she's sort of filled that role in the team dynamic. But and, Jesse kind of does because she's smart too. But Jesse's always with either Harry or Wally. That is true. So was anyone I, else expecting them to be like, "Oh yeah, I forgot the kids were locked up in the in the thing," and they open the doors and they're like making out or something? Was anyone else expecting that? I was kind of yeah. I was totally there, expecting that. You know, there was like a flirtiness. If you could, you could <laughs> yeah. see it yep. in their eyes, yeah. like at each other. Like when after, especially after Jill left them in the room. Yeah. Like, like I can't even remember what Jesse, but Jesse like looked at him and he's like, "I hope this place has Wi-Fi." Like, yeah. Just very kind of cutesy moment with Here's them. This is great about that too. Is like separately, I like I'm, I'm they're you know they're great actors and 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 like I'm I'm invested in the characters, but I'm like separately. They're okay, but together they really play off each other really well. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. We are in concordance. Yes. <laughs> now, um, Cisco dropped a lot of references in this episode. God, that's like all he does. Yeah, he's so good at it though. Like it comes off like mm-hmm. it totally comes off like unforced. Like yeah. he says it like so natural. I don't know. Some of them were a little forced. Well, I don't know. He's like, you're totally Princess Brady me right that's now. That's all he could have said. I've loved that. He could have stopped there and it would have been great. But then he said he called him Inigo one time. I'm like, we get it, guys. <laughs> we get it, dude. Yeah, we get it. We all watch Princess Bride. But hey, yeah, the Harry Potter stuff was good. I know. I was like, I was like, I'm gonna let Sarah and Matt talk about this because I, <laughs> I've only watched maybe one of the Harry Potter movies, so I didn't get like, man. I mean, I've heard like the like what Expect he did. Patronum. Yeah, like I've heard that, yeah. but, but um, I mean, he which was just dropping great. him like crazy, which is such a Cisco moment. Like, <laughs> if they didn't make him do that, I would have been more disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of all the well, pop culture references? Well, do you think they're too much, or do you do you think they're enough, Sarah? No, I think it's hashtag so Cisco, but um, I I think it's interesting how in both shows there was a lot of Harry Potter references across yeah. like Flaro just in general, and even a few weeks ago I think it was episode seventeen of Arrow there was a Harry Potter reference in regards to Oliver knowing who Voldemort is. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I know this. I'm not older. Yeah, there were movies, which makes you pretty much assume that Felicity Smoke read him. Harry Potter series. 
<laughs> so, so, and, and then I got to thinking, I'm like, oh, I get it. I understand what's going on here because the WB owns both properties yeah. and uh, they have a future movie coming out this um, summer called Fantastic. So awesome. That's what yeah. you in your DM, Sarah. I was like, I was like, yeah, they own, I didn't even make that mm-hmm. connection that Warner Brothers owns DC and Harry Potter. Well, and then Pete, where are you going later this month? Well, I might. I'm so. That's a maybe. Okay. That's well, where are you going? Planning on I might. Going. I might go to the Harry Potter place. Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Yeah, I might go to their Universal. You know why it's on your radar? Because of like just like psychological marketing, man. Yeah. And, and, and the commercials on like every five minutes. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> so oh, wait a second. The person who knows the least about Harry Potter is actually going to go to Hogwarts. <laughs> yeah. Like, is that fair? I'm like, P, I'm gonna take your spot, dude. You can, I, you can go sell headphones for me. I'll take your spot. So you're just going to act like you've always wanted to be there? Like, you're gonna be that guy? That doesn't know what's going on. Wait a second. You're gonna be Jay Garrick in Hogwarts? Like, I don't wanna be a Jay. Jay Garrick? Kind of killed a lot of people. <laughs> Let's not no, get ahead of it was Hunter Zolomon, oh, not okay, Jay yeah, Garrick. Sure, okay. Wait, I'm, I'm so defensive Solomon. about that. Like, like a couple weeks ago, remember Sarah? I was like, why yeah. are they calling him Jay? He's Hunter. Now that they know he's Hunter. Not, because it's already confusing, so I they know. just need to pick a name. And I'm not saying that P is going to kill anybody. I'm more saying that he's going to pose as a oh, wizard. Okay. And are you gonna are you gonna draw a lightning bolt on your forehead? Are you saying Jay Garrick is a wizard? (laughs) Well, Jay Garrick can literally be anyone, so I really don't know. You know, you know who's part of Hive? Jay Garrick. (laughs) Oh, which by the way, I mean, Dark and Zoom love the darkness so much they should just form a band already called (laughs) Zooming into the Darkness. (laughs) Wow! I will see myself out now. There's a door, Pete. You know what I mean. This is your own home. Get out of here. What did you guys think about the interaction between Barry's three father figures this that episode? Was so great. That's a good scene. Yeah. The the establishing shot with all three of them in the lab. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a great scene already. And it was like 30 seconds. I wish there was more of that. You know, like I wish that was a constant in the episode where all three of them were like fighting over what Barry needs to do. Right. I. I, I you know, it's funny, you know, you we're watching all these guys that have such an emotional investment in Barry and, mm-hmm. and what he should do and what he shouldn't do. And I almost feel like I know Henry's his dad and I know, you know, that's that's his dad. Mm-hmm. But I almost feel like Joe is the one who almost kind of he's like, I'm totally like he's yeah. like if there was like a line, yeah. it would go Joe and then Henry, Henry and then Harry. Right. Because, I mean, he just it's. I think I love the reactions, the the, the reactions that that he gives Harry, um, or or even Henry um, when they ask him about Barry. Yeah. He's just he just so he just knows Barry so well. He's like, you know what? He's just so hard headed that once he makes his mind up, mm-hmm. like that's it. And just Joe knows Joe knows not to mess with that. Yeah. Joe knows like and 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 just very much like a father because he's yeah. been like a father too. Yeah. Barry. Well, I mean, each of them have an invested interest in Barry's overall well-being, but you really saw their different relationships play out in that scene because something, 
I would have thought that Joe would have had a stronger voice in the conversation, but he didn't because I think he's still feeling guilt from Barry being put in this position to begin with because of Wally and sort of this, this idea that Joe made him give up his powers when really it was Barry's choice. And so I, I feel like that's why he was saying, like, I'm at a loss right now. I don't really know what he should do. And then you also had Harry, who's really just wants to get rid of Zoom, like at all costs, as to protect his own family. And he, he almost felt like a mad scientist in this episode with just always talking about the theorems and like, no, at the end of the day, you just have to kill him and you know what you have to do. And then Henry, even though he's been absentee father of the year, you still, yeah, (laughs) you, you still, he came from this perspective that my son has constantly been putting his life on the line for the city. And I don't know if I want him to do it again and to go through all this just to re like get that power back. And I, there was a really good line he had even about how this power has made him almost dependent on it, which goes to a lot of different areas, including a parallel between him and Hunter Zalman, because they're both obsessed with speed in their own ways. And I also think it's ironic that we had this scene where you have two men who don't, who have a relationship with Barry, but they're not the biological fathers of the speedster until the end of the episode when Wally and Jesse get hit by the explosion and we all are led to believe that they're going to become speedsters. Dude, Pete, how much was this microphone? I'm going to drop that for Sarah right now. Holy crap, I didn't think about that. That's such a good, good... Observation. Ana- yeah, I was going to say analytical, but... Analytical. You're talking sports now, Pete? I was going to say analysis, but, I mean, same thing. I mean, God, that was such a good catch. I You're welcome. Think about that. Man, my <laughs> life has been changed forever. <laughs> I thought I was the cool guy. I was like, oh, yeah, the three dads in one room. I just, I just wanted to, you know, add a little expecto patronum. That's in my head using that imperious curse on me. <laughs> oh man, my mind is. What are we gonna right do now? with that now, Pete? I don't know. So, do you think like their opinions are gonna change? I think no. it. I think it should. It should, yeah. It should next season, um, depending on if Jesse and Wally both actually do become speedsters. Right. And just how this finale will work out, because one of them could potentially even die in the finale. We don't really know. Oh, man, that would suck. Yeah. And, but I do feel like there, there, it, it is going to change. And, you know, on that note, if we're talking about endgame of the season, is Jesse and Harry going to become permanent fixtures on The Flash? Because if they do defeat Zoom... Why would Harry and Jesse not return to Earth 2? Well, that's a good question. I mean, maybe Jesse likes it on Earth 1. Maybe. They may move to Opal City. 
Maybe there's a Jesse and Wally thing down the line that Jesse doesn't want to leave. Maybe there's a big fan following where we just need Tom Cavanaugh on the show no matter what. <laughs> I'll take that for 50. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 mean, I hope we don't lose Tom Cavanaugh, though. Yeah. He's, I think one of the great things I've loved about watching him the last two seasons is we've seen two very different Harrison Absolutely Bells. different. And, and I think that's what he's done such a good job of, an amazing mm-hmm. job of. Like, we had the sinister Har- Harrison Wells, who was Ian Barton, yeah. who had his who had his you know plans for Barry. And then we have this other Harry Wells, who um, is, is, you know, very similar, but mm-hmm. just, you know... Different he, motives. Different motives. And you can see it in yes. his character presentation. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, oh God, I would hate for them to lose, to lose Harry. I would, I, I would, oh man, I would hope. Just find another one and just call him Jake Garrick. I mean, <laughs> no, no. Like, I want Tom Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh, Kavanaugh. I don't know. <laughs> Kavanaugh. Just call him Harry. <laughs> like, he, like, it's funny while you guys were talking about it, I was thinking about the irony that Jay Garrick or Hunter Zolomon, or whoever you want to call him, keeps multiplying, and yet we only get two Tom Tom Cavanaugh's. Like we gotta even out the playing field, so we should have a third one for the third season, right? Yeah, there you go. That's like the the running joke is they just like reboot Tom Cavanaugh. Oh God! <laughs> and he went from Harrison to Harry, so in the third season they're gonna refer to him as Huh. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to my friend Hawk. <laughs> well, 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 I mean, they just, well, yeah, I guess that's a good That'd point. be kind of cool. And, like, the Flash is, like, they would do it too. They'd just be like, yeah, there's Tom Cavanaugh's, whatever. <laughs> okay, what is going to happen next week? That episode, and it's, this is the one directed by Kevin Smith. Is this the episode? Yeah, The Runaway Dinosaur. And so is this the episode two where he's gone for a while? Yeah, and he's in like this twilight zone, and or that's the feel of it. But he's in the speed force. I've been kind of reading some threads, and people are saying that what he's in is he's in the speed force. Yeah, right. And so because he is the speed force, basically, and so he's within himself, and so that's all I've gotten. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for Pete to go on and on. No, no, no. I, I wish I could, but. Um, I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting because at least just in the little promos that they showed, like, like it's a, it's a, it's a weird Joe. Like he's like, you can't leave. Like he's just, yeah. he's, he's not the Joe. Obviously we know. It, so invasion of the body see... snatchers. What's that? Invasion of the body snatcher feel. Yeah, it yeah. totally is. Um, so it's, it's, that's going to be interesting to see, uh, you know, how that interaction happens because, you know. That's, you know, whenever Barry sees Joe, I mean, there's Joe. Even in yeah. Earth 2, it was Joe. Even though, like, they, you know, he had that riff with the Earth 2 Barry. Yeah. Um, he's still going to react the same yeah, way. Yeah, he's still so. going to react the same yeah. way. It doesn't matter. <clears throat> I think but, it's going to be completely in black and white. Um, it's going to only take place at a convenience store. And it's <laughs> it's it's just Wally and Jesse learning their powers. He's <laughs> just dancing at the I'm side of the I'm not supposed to be here today. Yeah. No. yeah. Um, <laughs> That's a clerk, clerk's reference clerk for anybody who's seen yeah. Clerks. That's um, so Cisco. You know, if anything, Sarah, I'm a little disappointed because I have a feeling they're not going to explain Barry going to... It's like a filler Nash- episode almost, right? Well, no, no, no. Like, uh, like what I'm saying is, like, they're not going to explain how he went to Supergirl's Earth. 
Oh yeah, we're way past that now. I'm mad no. about that. I'm so mad about that. No. Don't be mad. They're gonna explain because they also have to explain why right now Arrow and Flash aren't on the same timeline and they're not in sync with one another. So oh. there is something going on. Oh god, is Barry gonna go back in time again or something? What no, if... he has to go forward. What if Oliver isn't channeling the light? He's channeling the speed force. He's channeling Barry, and Barry just pops out and just punches Dark in the face. That'd be awesome. I'm just talking here now. What's up? No, no I'm totally imagining that, and it's hilarious. See, because I was thinking, because like they kept saying hope, hope, hope. So like, sorry, just to jump back to Oliver. I was like, oh, are they gonna make Oliver a Blue Lantern? <laughs> I mean, they could just they... have Barry pop out of the ring, punching him in the face because he's. <laughs> That's so stupid. Sorry. Oh, God. Anyway, That's funny. yeah, I. Man, yeah, I don't know what they're gonna do with all that. I, I I feel like there's so much to explain, and there's only three episodes left. I'm like. There is so much they gotta explain in the next three episodes. Yeah. Unless they Barry has to come Barry. back yeah. in corporeal form. They gotta fight Zoom. And you know they're not gonna just have it all in one episode. Mm-hmm. So they gotta get they gotta somehow reference like Arrow what's going on over there. Yeah. Well Black Siren is in episode twenty two. Laurel Lance Laurel Earth Lance 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> and FYI, whispering doesn't work with a microphone, Matt. <laughs> Stop um, whispering to Pete that you don't have any underwear on. It's really <laughs> weird. Is that what you heard? <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. Wow. Calm down, Cavill. Calm down. <laughs> oh boy. Um, man. So much to think about. I, I, next week's episode is going to be nuts, and I'm excited to to watch it and see how it goes down because they're not going to have Barry. Um, who knows if he's going to get his Speed Force back next week? Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're going to get to see Wally and Jesse get to play with their new powers, mm-hmm. um, Iris. Can we just say, man, she like she broke down. She oh, was yeah, a yeah. wreck. Yeah. I thought. I mean, Joe obviously in shock. Henry obviously in shock. But Iris just like. Man, she really put on a show. That girl can cry. Well, Candace Patton did a good job there. I felt so bad. I was like, man, he's poured your heart out, and now he's dead. Yeah. I mean, they think he's dead. So. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, like I said, if he comes back, when he gets his powers, how his crosses are with Arrow, with Laurel's grave scene. Um, man. Ooh, ooh, is... ooh, ooh. Oh, yes, I know Sarah. something we haven't talked about in relationship what? to The Flash. What did you guys think of the holograms? Oh, I thought that was kind of cool. It's a nice little, like, it's like a Band-Aid, basically. I'm like, happy that they didn't you, do more than one episode with that, though, you know? Yeah. Right. Like, in how Harry just immediately shocks, like, you know, that's, like, a stupid idea for a long term, right? We gotta do something better. I, le- I, th- I feel like they did it, and there was that fun part of it, seeing Cisco, and he's like, Leroy! <laughs> Just... Yeah, I asked you, sir. Do you understand that reference? <laughs> I'm going to pretend that I do. <laughs> but... <laughs> I usually do anyway, so that's great. We both get one. <laughs> and... I'm excited that you might play World of Warcraft. So I was like, wow, that's another thing I have in common. <laughs> but at the same time, I felt like it was also used as this, a more of a visual representation of the illusion of power, because we in this episode, you have Zoom, who's overtaking Central City, and with these acts of power and these displays of power by taking out the police force and making it seem that 
all hope is lost for the citizens of the city. And then alternatively, we have Barry Allen, who started off the season as the man who saved Central City. I mean, he even had a latte named after him in Jitters. So you have this ego part of it, of being the hero and being the one who always saves the day. And now twice, Barry's had to realize that even though, even with his power, he's still at the end of the day immortal. And so I think that just adds to having that ending moment of him dying, quote unquote, and, and this realization that no matter who you are, you're always walking that line between being very powerful and being powerless. So. Uh, yeah, even superheroes are capable of being, like, like dying. Yeah. Being defeated, you know? Yep. Yep. Damn. Damn, Sarah, what a wet blanket. <laughs> That is so mean. Jerk. That's what we did see in um, Batman v Superman. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're not going to dedicate more time than that to talk about the movie. Whatever, man. (laughs) Don't don't hate on my movie. Haterade. I want to watch it again. Honestly, I'm going to watch it again. Um, This is kind of based off our talk. I I gave it some time to let let it go away for a little bit. (laughs) So maybe I'll go watch it. Is it still in theaters? Yeah. Yeah, I'll probably still watch it. You know, definitely after Civil War, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely after. But I think that'll do it for our flash talk for this. Yes, we're gonna end flash talk with um (laughs) with Batman (laughs) and Superman and Civil War. No, no, um, no, that was a good that was good talk because so much going on and like I said, three episodes left, so they got a lot a lot uh, resolved to get through. And the next few episodes, and and I we don't know how they're gonna do it. So yeah. if you guys have any ideas, definitely reach out to us on social media. Yeah, tweet, we tweet at us. Would love to know. <laughs> you can definitely tweet at us and uh, let us know what your thoughts, even who you think the man in the iron mask is, Jay or Garrett. even who is the real Jake Carrick. Will, will the real they're Jake Carrick stand up, please? It's Eminem. <laughs> um, you guys want to do classic picks this week? I didn't come prepared didn't for come. that, Sarah. Uh, oh, I, I I watched a movie last night that I think um, some people might like. It's really cute. It's called Sleeping with Other People, <laughs> and it's with Jason. C- yeah, yeah, I know, right? It really it's set it up right there. But it's um, starring Allison Brie and Jason Sudeikis. I'll definitely watch it then. Yeah, and it's just a quick, easy, um, simple romantic comedy. You know, rated R, but yeah. I got one. I thought of one. I've been really digging through this, actually. If you've seen my tweets, you know this. Uh, I've been watching Animaniacs a lot. Oh, okay. They put it on um, on Netflix. So I've just been binging it. It's hilarious. <laughs> so all these, like, 90s, like, pop culture references, I get it now. Because I'm not a little 10-year-old kid laughing at cartoons anymore. I'm like, oh, my God, he did that? And it's crazy because I watched the episode with like, where they had Prince in it for a second. And I was like, oh, man, he's super dead. Never forget. Never forget. Purple Rain. Rest in peace. But... Yeah, it, if you're, like, grew up in the 90s, you watch Animaniacs. If you didn't because you're older, like, go back to it now. It's really funny. It it doesn't really hold up because it really relies heavily on pop culture references. I had to look up actors' names to kind of rem- remember mm-hmm. yeah. them. Like, um, uh, I forgot her name. But, like, yeah, I did, it doesn't hold up as well. But, like, the, the, the uh, self-referential kind of comedy definitely still holds up, so. 
Go watch it. Nice, nice. Yeah, actually, uh, fun fact, Vaca was my favorite character of Me show. too, dude! Yeah. I actually, I went to uh, Six Flags yeah. here in California, and I won um, a Wacko, like, stuffed animal. Oh, like, from one of the... One of those little things. carnival games? That's yeah, cool, yeah. That was cool, yeah. I liked him because he just ate a lot. Like, I want to <laughs> eat, like, Wacko when I grow up. He just eats everything. Nice, nice. Um, um, I don't have a pick, but I will say I went and saw Civil War today. Uh, go watch it. It's pretty awesome. Are we gonna do an episode on that? I don't know. I, I will see. Maybe. Yeah. I'm gonna watch it on Monday. So with with that. Oh, with your wife. So. Yeah. Um. We'll see. Maybe we'll do a <laughs> in family kind of yeah. civil war discussion. Get no, your daughters on the mic and yeah. everything. Oh God. Dude. Yeah. Lucy's it's, gonna not stop talking. You might have like three listeners that show. <laughs> <laughs> just the three of us. I know. Just the three of us. Um. But yeah, I saw Civil War today. Um. And I, I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was really, really good. Um, I won't say any more, so I won't spoil anything for anybody. Um, but, yeah, go check it out. Um, so that is going to do it for our show today. It was good to be back and talking about our favorite TV shows. Um, Sarah, why don't you let everyone, everyone know where they can find you at? You can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at, at SJ Belmont, S-J-B-E-L-M-O-N-T. And you can also catch me on the Netflix crew podcast on GWW Radio. Matt. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at I'm Salzy, I-M-S-A-L-Z-Y. And you can find me at Pacing Pete on Twitter. You can find us at Cena Nerd. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, go check us out on iTunes, subscribe, let us know what you think. Uh, and like we said, with all the speculation, feel free to let us know what you think of these shows and how you think they're going to end, even how they're going to look for, how they're going to look maybe even to their next season. Uh, just go to at CNNR on Twitter, uh, go to our Facebook, just leave us a message, let us know what you think, and we'll re- may- might even read it on the show. Um, all right, so that is gonna do it for next for our uh, for for next week. Yeah, that is gonna do it for our show. Hopefully not. Yeah, we need to stop taking these weeks off. I know. Uh, we'll see you uh, next week. Uh, you, until then, you have a streaming, you have streaming <laughs> devices and a DVR. Use them. We just fell down a flight of stairs. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been a production of the GWW Radio Network. Please don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, check out Geeks Worldwide at the GWW.com for all the latest news, reviews, and opinions on video games, comics, movies, TV, cosplay, and more. Geeks Assemble!